Well, hello there. It's great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of MSP Success Spotlight. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and as you know, this here is the show where we bring on extraordinary MSPs to dive into their industry insights and really uncover those differentiating factors that allows them to really rise above the competition out there. And boy, do we have a great episode on tap for you today. Today, we're going to be featuring Mr. David Rounds, the CEO of NetEffect. Now, they're an IT solutions, cybersecurity-focused company based out of the Las Vegas area, so we'll get into their work serving the Las Vegas community, as well as really some areas throughout the rest of the country as well, but a heavy focus in Las Vegas. And then beyond that, you know, uh, we've got a lot of great stuff to talk about with David in regards to cybersecurity across a vast array of different industries, specifically construction, legal, and then financial services. So we're going to get into their work uh, in these different industries. But before we bring David out, I want to rattle off a few additional factors about him. David is actually going to be featured in the special edition the fall 2021 edition of MSP Success Magazine. So we're excited to have him you know, aboard that. But additionally, David's working on an upcoming book that's focused around this cybersecurity theme. That's going to be released in early 2022. So be sure to keep an eye out for that. But hey, let's go ahead and bring David on now to get that conversation rocking and rolling and uh, really get into the weeds of what he and NetEffect does. David, how are you doing today? Good to see you. Great. Thank you. Excited to be here. Hey, we are excited to have you aboard, and we appreciate you taking time out of what I'm, I'm sure is a busy day uh, to be with us here on the show, David. So, hey, let's, uh, you know, to get our conversation rocking and rolling, I think the best place to start uh, is really at the beginning. So walk me through, David, you know, how it is that you really found your way into this, you know, this business, this industry. What what led you uh, to where you are today? <laughs> That's a great question. You know, it's, my path to being a, an IT services entrepreneur is kind of a long road. You know, frankly, it started way back in the 80s. My grandfather, who was also a serial, serial entrepreneur, gave me the bug. When he sold his company back in the late 80s or early 80s or so, um, he bought me my first computer. It was an IBM PC Junior. And uh, those of you who are old enough might remember the commercials with Charlie Chaplin dancing around for the IBM. And to his dismay, I took that computer, went into the back room of his, of his house and promptly disassembled it, the entire thing all over this floor. And then he walked in and caught me. And there's $2,500 worth of computer equipment back from the 80s laying out all over the floor. He was not too happy with me. Uh, now, I was able to put it back together and get it working again. I actually used it for several years and use it all through high school. Uh, but from there... I got through high school and it was kind of an even a, a longer road. I had to figure out in my 20s, you know, what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And I was, did business, business sales, or of course I did college, I did business, business sales, I did insurance. And finally I was tired of all that and I decided to do something I love. And that was really helping people, helping businesses, helping people and working in IT. And I, but before I was able to do that, you know, I had to cut my teeth in the IT industry and I started as a deployment technician. And then from there, I was a network administrator, then a network engineer, and then a consultant, and then finally director of IT. And then after that, I was required, I was uh, recruited and I actually wrote a line of business for a large consulting company on how to deliver network IT support services to small, medium-sized businesses. I put together a practice form, a standard operating procedure manual, all that, how to sell it, how to, how to sell it, how to service it. And I took the, and, and once that was done, 
you know, 2001 came around and it was September 11th and I finally took the leap. You know, I wanted to do something different. My goal was to help businesses in the Las Vegas community to gain a technolo- technological advantage uh, in, the, in, in their industries. And back then, there wasn't a lot of technological advantages. It was about just having some sort of IT to put their accounting on a spreadsheet. So in addition to that, I really wanted to help uh, our employees and and the overall community. So I went through the school of hard knocks with some not so great uh, employers, Uh, things that I would hope that I would never have done to any of my employees. So here was an opportunity to help, help our clients help the Las Vegas community and help the people of our community as our employees really get their leg up on their next step in their careers. Wow. So, I mean, talk about a wide extensive list of, of teeth cutting opportunities for you, David. So to find yourself now in the CEO role with a company like net effect, walk me through, you know, what that journey, you know, not necessarily what the journey has been like, but really the position you're in now as CEO of net effect, what, what kind of roles and responsibilities do you carry forth on a day-to-day basis with the company? Well, obviously I'm, I'm in, uh, required to help with the direction of overall company. I mean, we when we started this company, it was all about um, forward motion for the Las Vegas community. And that means in order to do that, we have to be innovative, be the, uh, bring to our clients technological advantages and educate them. So really the biggest job I have is helping the business community and educate them on how technology could help serve them, not just be an expense item on their books, help them be, make it a pro, make their business more profitable. Uh, and, you know, I say, I say it kind of laughing. It's, you know, I opened my doors up, right? I said that a few times in 2001, but it was really my garage. I worked on my garage for a couple of years. So doing this for, for now over 20 years and building our business up to this point where I get to talk to other business owners and executives on a daily basis to help them make their company better and help them contribute to the community. It, that's been the awesome part of doing this job. And then of course, I also have a, an amazing staff and I get to help coach them up through their careers. So really, if you ask what my responsibilities are is it's education and coaching. And I get to do that from delivering our services and having our business. Uh, I love that. So, so David, I think, Hey, let's get into the meat and potatoes of it. Really talk to me about, you know, net effect. What makes you guys unique? Talk to me about the clients you serve. I know I mentioned, you know, at the top of the show that you're located in the Las Vegas area. There's a, a heavy emphasis on clients throughout that, that region really, but talk to me about what it is you guys do ultimately and, and the types of clients you serve. We have to go back to the beginning a little bit. You know, when we opened this up, it was right after September 11th. It was literally um, less than a month. And back then in Las Vegas, our largest competitors were the guys standing on the street corner saying, we'll install your surround sound and your computers too. You know, and back then computer guys were just a step above the cable guy. They never showed up when they were supposed to. And half the time things didn't work that great when they left. Uh, and, and worst of all, though, is there was no strategic thought process about IT. Many of the clients we took on had equipment that were Band-Aids. I call them Franken networks. You know, hurry up, we're adding a new person, toss this in there to make it working. You know, and now it's different. Uh, we know there are a lot of choices out there. However, there are also a lot of differences. We are a Las Vegas-born company. We focus on our Las Vegas community. We provide concierge service. 
We Most of our competitors, or I'd say most, a big chunk of our competitors, because there's a lot of change going on in the IT industry, but there's also a lot going on in the MSP or IT services industry. There's lots of mergers and acquisitions going on and consolidations. And one of the things that separates us apart is we're not a private equity company. We don't, we care about our clients. You know, we have staff that's in Las Vegas working 24 7, 365. We're not outsourcing our client or our, our staff offshore or in other states. So we give that personalized service, really tailor our solutions directly toward the, the customers and what they need, not some one size fit all, fits all solution. In being Las Vegas, you know, it's a 24 7, 365 town. Well, we provide 24 7, 365 service even to some of the gaming companies here in town, the same engineers that you talk to at three in the afternoon because your printer won't work is the same ones you get at three in the morning if you have an emergency. So you always are getting someone who knows your business. That's probably what sets us off the most. Yeah, no, I love that, David. That personalized touch is, is so important in a service industry like you know being an MSP. So I, I love to hear that. And let me ask you this then. Let's say you know you're grabbing coffee with somebody and and they're asking you about your company for the first time and and really you're trying to convey to them ultimately it's what what is what it is that you want people to ultimately know about your company. I would imagine it's probably the same thing that might even be your favorite part about your company. So I'll ask you that then, David. What is what is it that you want people to truly know about NetEffect? What is your favorite part about the company? My favorite part is we get to help people. Uh, and, you know, we're a customer service company. We're not an IT services company. We are a customer service company. It's about providing the right level of service and great service to our clients. Now, we get to do that through providing IT support and strategic thought process on, on their IT. Uh, but really, it's about helping people. And that's what's different, I think, from us. And, and like I said, you know, there's a lot of choices out there. Everyone says that. But we have the proof. I mean, we, we're the highest rated MSP in Las Vegas, actually the state of Nevada. We have 89 different Google reviews out there saying so. The closest competitors, not even a third of this or two thirds the size of that many reviews. We have thousands and thousands of responses from our surveys and carry a huge uh, rating of 9.7 to 5 out of 10 over 5,400 responses in our surveys. And if that's not up, we offer 100% guarantee on our services. So like I said, we're a customer service company. We have proof to back it. We're different in that place. And most importantly, we care about helping people. You know, when, when a staff member is down for a client, they can't print or they can't do, they can't do their job on their line of business app. We know that that's affecting productivity of the bottom line. So we're not just about the IT we're about the business itself. You know, the, the unfortunate part, as I said earlier, when I, when I started that most of the customers we dealt with or clients we took on had what we, I call Franken networks. They just throw something in to get it working. Well, that's not strategic. That's not helping the customer have a competitive advantage. We're not solving their biggest problems. So we get to be a customer service company. I get to be a problem solver. I get to take all those challenges away from the business owners, the executives, and help their business run smoother. You know, the ultimate goal is those executives and business owners get to sleep better at night. I sleep better at night because I know that's that they're doing better at night. It's helping their business. And we get to help the community. 
Las Vegas back in the day when we started was, I would say five to seven years behind the technology. And by no means am I taking credit for them catching up. But I like to say we contributed something to it. We, small businesses are the lifeblood of the business community. And we've had an impact on helping them grow and helping them move out of those, the dark ages in IT, which is what it was when we started. Uh, that's fantastic, David. And, and I, I, we'd be remiss if we didn't get into really the essence of what it is that you guys do. And that's, that's really uh, with, you know, uh, brings a heavy focus on cybersecurity as a whole. So, so David, talk to me a little bit about this idea of why cybersecurity in the first place is really just vitally important when it comes to those specific niches that you guys hit in the construction, the legal, the financial services industries, uh, and of course, other Las Vegas based, you know, industries and, and companies. Talk to me just about this importance of cybersecurity these days. Well, and I'd like to start by saying that cybersecurity is important for all industries. Uh, we specifically work with uh, construction and legal and financial services because I think they have some unique challenges on their own. Um, construction, for example, you know, like most businesses, I mean, I told you my story. Most of these small businesses are started by someone who's very good at what they do excuse me, and they want to open up their own business because they think they can make it as an entrepreneur. Well, in the construction industry, I mean, frankly, most of them, uh, of the companies in that industry aren't very sophisticated in IT. They do a phenomenal job building what they build or doing the, the, the trade that they do, but technology is not part of their process and not part of their normal day thinking. Now, I'm not going to say every company is like that by any way, shape or form, but because of that construction industry, and not being quite as sophisticated, they're a huge target right now. I cannot tell you how many of, of clients we've heard about and talked about, even some of our clients, if they haven't taken all the security pieces on, have been had cybersecurity incidents in their environment. Um, construction itself, uh, being even the ones that we have as clients that are, are have all of our stack in there, we're having to deal with all of their vendors and their subcontractors because they're not sophisticated. So because we deal with one, we deal with them all, especially the large, when we're dealing with large general contractors. And the construction industry itself is, is a little far behind. There, remember when I said I started the business, we were five to seven years behind or seven to 10 years behind in IT. Construction industry still, still has that as far as IT. And there's so many solutions out there to fix them. When you talk about legal and the financial services, they have so much confidential information out there um, but with their clients. Now, most, unless you're dealing with a bank, but if you're dealing with like CPAs and accountants, that kind of thing, there isn't a bunch of compliance laws that they have to abide by. You know, they're not a medical institution. They're not government. They're not SOX compliant or anything like that. So it's our job to educate them and help them be better on their security. And frankly, they're, for all industries, their employees are their biggest risk. And so we provide things like user security awareness training and all sorts of things for detection and response of any security incidents. But our job is to educate them, help them, help them prepare better, because frankly, it's not a matter of if a small business is ever going to be hit by a cybersecurity incident of some sort. It's a matter of when. And you have to prepare the business for that. You have to make sure you have backups. You have to make sure you have the right detection methods in there to begin with. And, you know, for those of you other that are uh, IT professionals listening to this, I'm talking to the, the preaching to the choir, but for business owners, 
you know, they, they just don't know what they don't know yet. And it's our job to educate them. You know, we've had uh, a couple clients that we've taken on after they've been hit by a cybersecurity incident because one of their employees had their email account take, took, taken over. And that's the biggest risk out there right now. It's the most prevalent, I should say. And by the time they're done, there's $50,000 wired out to the wrong bank account and it's gone forever. So it affects their customer or their vendor and it affects their business and someone's going to lose that money. So our job's educating about how they do it. Sure. D David, I love that you brought in the education element because boy, is that ever so important these days? Because I mean, we've talked about with other MSPs on this show and, it, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say it is this, is this really this overarching idea of, well, yes, uh, you know, and em employees are a company's greatest asset, right? But at the same time, they're also their company's biggest risk when it comes to cybersecurity. So at the end of the day, those educational efforts that can be provided from a reputable MSP like yourself, boy, can that go a long way with trying to just mitigate issues even on the front end before we start talking about the services and products that can be really brought into that equation so hey kudos to you and your team well done on on the education efforts boy is that so important and beyond just purely that education uh you know david what are some of the things that you guys do to help those companies with their cybersecurity once you get those conversations started maybe with an existing company or client and maybe maybe even with a new one that's coming aboard well, one is, is we help take a look at their policies and procedures, because guess what? Cybersecurity isn't just about tools and software and, and that type of thing. So, you know, a company, a, a smart business owner is going to have some sort of cyber liability insurance and cybersecurity or fraud insurance in there. So we take a look at the policies they have for their employees, their company, as well as that. But then we get into some of our services, and that's really about putting the right tools and the processes in place. So while... There's tools required on the machines and for detection and response. And frankly, like I said, it's not a matter of if it's going to happen, it's a matter of when recovery, right? So you can recover as fast as possible. So it's not just a matter of putting those in, but also having the right processes in for their staff, for our staff, for their company, and even dealing with their individual vendors. So we do uh, quarterly strategic business reviews with our customers. And when we do that, we're talking about security. We're talking about having the culture of security. We're talking about educating their end users. We come in for our clients and we do lunch and learns for them that's included in our services to actually sit down in a group and let them ask questions. It's great to just have, you know, training that comes out there that's, you know, send them, send them some videos where they got to click on it and they got to listen to it. But everyone has questions afterwards and this and the staff just love that stuff. They get to ask questions. We get to help them fix their passwords. Like, how do I remember a password? You know, that kind of thing. Um, so we do all of that. But most importantly, is we're monitoring their systems on a 24-7, 365 basis. And they're prepared um, uh, in case something happens to mitigate any risks that may happen. And if so, like I said, recover. I could say, knock on wood. Recovery has not been a huge issue for us and our clients because we've got great protections in place. Uh, so I'll knock on wood and, and say that I'm not uh, barking up the wrong tree there. Um, but our clients, our clients are in a good, safe space and their businesses can run and they can sleep better at night. And that's what it's really all about. As an entrepreneur, I know that there's enough things to worry about besides my IT network going down. Yeah, at the end of the day, that that 
peace of mind that, you know, that clear conscience is just something that any business owner wants to, to be able to achieve. And, and I, I love to hear that you guys are really taking every effort to help them achieve just that. Uh, so David, let me ask you this then, if anybody's out there in the audience listening, watching our conversation today, and maybe they're interested in continuing this conversation with you and your company, uh, maybe even go down this road of, of having you guys assess their current level of cybersecurity risk, how would they go about reaching out to you and your team to get that conversation started? Uh, we do have a, a, a link uh, on our, our webpage that we offer a free cybersecurity risk assessment. Uh, that's a great start. From there, you can potentially engage with us further to either identify further risks or uh, to take us on our service to help mitigate some of those. So that includes things like uh, do you have insurance and what are your policies and procedures, but also what tools you have in place. And when you're done, you get a, a pretty good score and, and at least a point A, point B. Now, we actually do that for free because if I remember when we started this, it was all about giving back to the community and helping the community grow. So we do that risk assessment for free as a way to give back to the community. And of course, we hope that people want to engage with us afterwards. But if not, it's well worth their time. They leave us some actual items and and even more so nowadays, if you are looking for cybersecurity insurance uh, through many of the uh, insurance carriers out there, what we're doing is what they're gonna be asking ahead of time. And they're actually now, because the risk is getting so great, these carriers are actually denying uh, cybersecurity insurance policies to business owners because they don't have some of these things in place. So you'd be prepared for that, but keep your, keep your uh, premiums down to a small minimum. And it doesn't cost you a penny, but it gives you an idea of where you're at. Oh, well, fantastic, David. Hey, thank you so much for, for carving some time out of your day to be with us and peel back that curtain, show us kind of the inner workings of net effect and how it is that you guys have found the success that you found today. So David really appreciate you and your time. Uh, and Hey, I'm, I'm hoping that we have you back on board for another episode here down the line to check in on how things are going. Sounds great. Love to do it. Awesome. All right. Hey, well, and look, we want to thank you, of course, our audience for taking some time out of your day to be with us on the show. As always, if you liked what you saw, you liked what you heard, please take a moment, like the show, comment, subscribe to it on whichever platform you're checking us out on. And then of course, share this information with friends, family, business owners, because at the end of the day, these conversations are meant for you. They're meant to really give you those industry insights into the world of IT solutions, cybersecurity, and give you some things to think about when it comes to your own business. So for Mr. David Rounds, I'm Ryan Ruff. I'm saying so long and we thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of MSP Success Spotlight.